0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Junior from 1994. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen the film, just be aware that there may be spoilers. Enjoy! Are you today? I am a majestic wolf. How are you?
0: I can see that you're a majestic wolf. I am less of a majestic wolf um, because I can see
1: a nice new bookshelf behind you, though.
0: <laughs> yes, you can. Um, the DIY has been continuing in this house. Uh, a new set of bookshelves has arrived and is in the process of being built. Um, it is full of books, which I like um and yes the next one will possibly be full of books and dvds because i'm an old man and i own dvds
1: i was gonna say who has dvds who are dvds for (laughs) and it turns out it's you is it uh, it you who's keeping the whole dvd industry i'm
0: keeping blu-rays and dvds alive no it's old ones that i i can't bear to get rid of because you know how stuff disappears from online services which is very irritating yeah, they have no need to to keep these things. So, if it's something that I actually want to make sure that I can watch or can listen to, I keep it. Um, for instance, um, rock band Queen Adrena, which I think you know Queen yeah, Adrena. Yeah, I used to quite like them. Yeah, they only have two albums on Spotify now. Clearly, there's been some kind of rights issue, which has meant that two of their albums are no longer available. Um, and so, what do I want to do if I want to listen to to that, which I wanted to do the other day, and found they weren't there? Well, luckily, I've got it on CD, like an old boomer. <laughs> do um, you have a
1: CD player, though? A CD oh yes. player, 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 well, player. I have. Player. I have you're s- a boomer, 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 boomer. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to talk about that anymore.
0: I. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna play it. <laughs> I think we're going (laughs) to play that CD, yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: I'm not even sure if my car has a CD player.
0: See, we have an old car which has a CD player, and I have games consoles which often can play CDs, although not all of them. The the more modern you get, the less likely they are that they can play CDs. Um, But, uh, yeah, I do want to get one of those ancient hi-fis with two nice speakers either side that takes up a ridiculous amount of space.
1: I used to have um, one of those.
0: Yeah, it's, um, the, it's music sounds better through one of them. You can take your record players and shove it, but having a nice old CD player, that's, yeah. that's it. That's, that's where it's at.
1: People who prefer the crackle of vinyl, that's nonsense. I don't believe in that. Yeah, no,
0: that's a load of old, a load of old rubbish.
1: But I do um, think that there is something in what you're saying about physical media. If you bought that CD or that record or even that tape, um, you own that. You know, that is a thing that you own. Whereas if you're listening to an album on Spotify, you don't own that. You're paying a rental. So the fact that m- music in particular, more so than any other media, has moved on to a rental model, um, you know, it is a little bit worrying and it's kind of, it's money grabbing in a way, but it's not going to the musicians either. So it's actually not a good state of affairs. And actually, it reminds me that with this week's film, Junior, I had to pay £2.49, the princely sum, to rent it on Amazon Prime. When, you know, I could probably could have picked up a DVD of it for 99p somewhere if I'd had the wherewithal. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, if you went to a charity <laughs> shop 10 years ago, there would have been at least 15 copies of it on video, wouldn't there? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it is, a, it is a genuine issue that people will have to realise. And video games is ahead of the curve on this, where there's genuine discourse about, okay, what happens when these old games aren't available in any digital services? And the answer um, to this
1: is not NFTs, by the way. <laughs>
0: No, no, no. The 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 answer is, is piracy. In a lot of examples, yeah, is pi- pirates keeping old games alive. You know, uh, Nintendo, for instance, is notorious for not wanting people to be able to play old games from old platforms. They don't make them available to buy on any of their digital services. Yeah, uh, if you if you have the only so the only way to play a lot of old Nintendo games is to own a copy of one of the cartridges from 1985. Yeah, um, which is ridiculous, and it happens quite a lot in PC gaming. And as Time goes on, it's going to become even more of an issue because licensed music is only licensed to a game for a set amount of time, and it happens very regularly now that games that were popular and available on digital services are no longer available because the the game publisher no longer has rights to the music that was used in the game. So they have to take the entire game down. And sometimes they can put them back up without the music in place. Other times they haven't been able to.
1: Um, so do they ever do like a, a botched job? You know, a bit like that thing where Metallica were playing on Twitch and they weren't allowed to play their own songs. So they had to play like jazz over it. Do they ever do that with <laughs> games? Where like wish, they, someone's uploaded it and instead of it, it's like Call of Duty or whatever. And instead of the like angry shooty fighty music like metal music that I assume they have in shooty fighty games it's (laughs) yeah it's like explosions in the sky or something really slow and melancholy No, I mean, I wish they. I I wish
0: they would. I'd, I'd love to complete Call of Duty Four to exit music for a film. Yeah, or
1: it's like the music for this week's film. You know how every film in the early '90s, if it was a bit of a cheeky comedy, had, especially Ivan Reitman type films. These are the premier examples of that. They have that kind of like comedy pop, pop, do 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 do. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And the, the Beethoven yeah. theme is the best, the best ever of that. Where it's like sort of slightly cheeky, slightly ominous. Yeah, they just put that, They should just put that over every video game, and then the licensing issue would be solved.
0: I mean, that would resolve. I mean, that would resolve it in a better way than putting heavy metal into Call of Duty. Because actually, Call of Duty often uses, um, like orchestral music as you would do from like Hans Zimmer movies um, rather than heavy metal um the recent Doom games use a wonderful hybrid of um of metal and um electronica um it's got this almost industrial flair to it it's it's perfectly suits the games and is very very good I think it won various awards a guy called Mick Gordon made made those soundtracks and he's Mm. a, a very very talented artist um but um but yes, you're right. <laughs> Actually, yeah, music from films like Junior would have fitted in better with a lot of modern shooter games than, than going for, for something uh, generic rock music. <laughs> um, creative Commons generic rock music gets yeah. the in
1: stuff and you know as someone who works in communications i have a lot of experience with stock music and stock music sites it would be hilarious if they just kind of grabbed any old stock music and just put it over the game like from those free sites or you know youtube has that audio library just get something off there and just whack it up i
0: I think they should just do that i think I, i think going forwards you know um people people created games when they didn't realize that there was going to be this permanent digital library um, or sometimes they did and they just were lazy with the rights and and they haven't been able to resolve the rights issues but often it's games from just before that period. Yeah. Um They're like, like who's going to be playing Castlevania's
1: Circle of the Moon in 20 years time? <laughs> and the answer is me.
0: <laughs> well yeah, Nintendo often will be like no, you cannot play this. I refuse to let you um you know as someone who loves old Nintendo games. Nintendo were a terrible company for preserving history of of the medium that they they you know are a part of yeah um they're they're worse than any other any other company at that so but the real bummer because
1: their history is so interesting as well
0: yeah yeah but um but yeah you look at you look at their old NES games which ones can you play it's the ones that are currently on the uh the switch library um and the ones that are on the 3ds library until they close down the 3ds online shop which will probably happen at some point in the next five years um and then they'll be gone forever um and you know what if you try and pirate them you're a bad man how dare you want to play these games that it's impossible to play anywhere else
1: yeah after you paid 40 pounds to buy them on the device we no longer support you hogs
0: (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so so get out but um speaking of things that should get out potentially (laughs) We well, watched Schwarzenegger a movie. had
1: a baby inside him and he had yeah, to get it out by my c
0: section he had to get a baby out of him um <laughs> so had you seen the movie junior before? yes
1: not for a, a very long time probably not since i was a kid he must have watched it at school or something and thought it was funny and <laughs> learn, stupid,
0: learning but... learning sex ed from, yeah from, from junior um that's
1: the last time i saw it the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, we learn about the kind of bogus science that just about covers how it works, but doesn't really. Where they're talking on a plane, and Danny DeVito's like, "We'll put it into the something cavity or whatever."
0: <laughs> yes, and I would like to point out uh, we need to we need to establish our woke points here before we start. Um, in certain circumstances, men can have children. Trans men yes. can have kids. Uh, non-binary people as well um, yes, can, can have kids. Um, this is. This is a movie from 1994 where, yes, trans men and non-binary people fully existed and have fully existed for the entirety of of the human race. Yes, um, but this is from an era before uh, that was really in the discourse. Um, yep. In general, um, you know, I could I could talk for hours about the the eradication in history of of, of, of trans bodies, but. Th- that is where we are in 1994. Um, and so going into this movie, I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. I didn't remember liking it as a kid. Um, Kindergarten Cop is a vastly superior movie, but going into it this time, I was going in with a little bit of trepidation. I'm not going to lie. I was thinking, like, oh God, yes. is there going to be loads of horrible transphobic jokes, sexist jokes? And I was pleasantly surprised because Arnold Schwarzenegger is a turf's nightmare in this movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what, I was expecting exactly the same thing and was also pleasantly surprised and yes, I yeah, I obviously concur with all of those points trans men can have babies trans men are men, trans women are women
0: yeah, tra- trans liberation now is the official stance of this podcast yeah. Um, but yeah I, I it feels a bit outdated there's certain parts that are outdated it's normally kind of going into heteronormative um, familial roles where you can kind of get a sense of that's where the comedy is trying to be driven from in certain circumstances, particularly in the dialogue between Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. But in general, this is a pretty earnest movie. and I was level- really
1: amazed by how earnest it is, and it almost <laughs> yeah. like doesn't come across as a comedy at all. Even though you you look at the poster and you're like, "That's obviously going to be a kind of wackadoo screwball comedy," and in many ways, it's the complete opposite of that
0: yeah it's it's a very emotional film um that talks a lot about motherhood and fatherhood and um the 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 act of creating a child and what a mother is what a father is um and they kind of have all of these conversations um in this ridiculous comedy where Arnold Schwarzenegger is pregnant. And a lot of the humour instead doesn't come from the fact that it's a man who's pregnant, which is what I thought it was going to be, but it comes from Arnold Schwarzenegger in particular being pregnant. And I think there's a really big difference in tone and drive in a movie between those two things because Arnie being a pregnant person is funny Not because it's a guy in a dress or a guy who's pregnant no but it's because it's arnold schwarzenegger doing things like putting a nappy on a doll picking flowers getting angry that someone's not home to eat a dinner that he's cooked um it's it kind of hits the same hilarity points as the start of the movie commando (laughs) where arnie is there feeding a deer or eating ice cream with his daughter it's just this entirely alien thing to someone who you last saw ripping a man in half and saying a one-liner yeah And, and that's where a lot of the comedy comes from. Rather than it being about those male and female roles, it comes specifically from hey look we made Arnold Schwarzenegger pick flowers. Um, but the
1: thing is about it as well is that he does it with kind of the utmost sincerity doesn't he? He almost plays it straight you know, it's not done in an over the top comedic way you know, when, you're know, like say he's cooking the dinner with the apron on and he's, he's talking to Danny DeVito on the phone and he's saying you said you were going to be home, you're not home and he's clearly angry about it but he's not kind of jumping up and down and yelling and like giving at no point is, is his performance you know he doesn't really go in for any kind of visual comedy much because he knows that the act of himself doing that is enough you know he know yeah, he yeah. understands that less is more and I think this is actually a really really one of his best performances
0: <laughs> yeah I would like to call out a quote from Roger Evert about this movie where he reviewed this film he gave it three and a half out of four stars uh. He and Siskel gave the film two thumbs up on their TV show. And Roger Ebert said, I know this sounds odd, but Schwarzenegger is perfect for the role. Observe his acting carefully in Junior, and you'll see skills that many serious actors could only envy. And I completely agree with that. You know, He knows what is going to work in this film, and it's not going to be him jumping up and down, screaming, like you said. It's not going to be him being entirely over the top and melodramatic but instead it is a much more careful performance than you normally see from him you know this is a very different arnold schwarzenegger from arnold schwarzenegger in jingle all the way to compare it to another um family comedy that he was in um this is a much more nuanced performance which i never thought i'd say about arnold schwarzenegger but it's a lot closer to him in um in in the first Terminator, where he's cold and subdued than it is to him in Kindergarten Cop, where he's shouting, shut up, at a room full of children. Um, it's it's a very different performance for him. And, and kudos to Arnold Schwarzenegger for Junior. Not something I thought I would be saying at this point. By the way,
1: um, when I was putting Eric to bed this evening, he has a little like cuddly Eeyore that's his comforter thing, and he has like multiple ones of them in case we lose one, and there were two in there. And he, he said, put that Eeyore down. <laughs> <laughs> like put that cookie down, and I said it back to him in an Arnie accent, and he laughed his head off.
0: Oh, damn straight he did.
1: So I think he's maybe almost ready to watch Kindergarten Cop. I
0: think. I think. Well, Kindergarten Cop. I mean, I want us to watch Kindergarten Cop at some point because it does have romance in it. Yeah, it's actually a surprisingly violent film at times. It starts with a shootout. It ends with a tense and incredibly violent and bloody scene where a man kidnaps a child and is holding him at gunpoint in a bathroom. Uh, maybe not quite ready for Eric just yet. Yeah. Give um, it another year or two. Give give it another 6 months and he'll be ready. But uh yeah, might be a little bit early. But Junior on the other hand, I think he could he could he could fully embrace. Yeah. Um, for this sure. is a movie for all ages.
1: He finds the Arnie voice very funny and I don't know why. <laughs> so that I think he he yeah, it would be a riot for him.
0: I think I think he should watch Predator. <laughs> Personally.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then RoboCop.
0: And then RoboCop. Yeah, no Arnie, but also has has similar levels of violence and yeah. once you get hooked in the violence as a kid. I know and, uh, it's
1: not Arnie, but you think of it in the
0: same vein, don't you? Yeah, well, you know, the the, the director of Robocop did go on to do Total Recall, um yeah. which is one of the all time great action movies. Who is it um, in RoboCop? Uh it is uh Peter Weller. That's right. Um from um what's the what's the cult sci fi movie that he's in? Buck- buckaroo banzai oh yeah i've never seen that um which is a which is a very fun very odd movie isn't jack nicholson in that oh i don't remember jack nicholson being in it but i might um, be thinking of something else uh john lithgow's in it oh yeah jeff, jeff goldblum's in it christopher lloyd's in it yeah um it's uh yeah very odd but very he's he's like a rock star super scientist <laughs> it's a great great movie we should talk about that at some point yeah as
1: well. it's like yeah it's like a sort of eight-year-old's idea for a film what if he's a rock star but he's also a like super space scientist
0: yeah he's a rock star super space scientist i think he's also like a test pilot for jets it's been a really long time since i've seen it but i think he, he's basically like the ultimate nerd man um, it's uh and then yeah he fights aliens it's, it's a great movie it's so good um but but yeah anyway anyway back to back to junior um yeah i was i was i was pleasantly surprised by this so so anyone who's listening who hasn't seen junior and doesn't know anything about it arnold schwarzenegger is a scientist he is a science man Yep. uh he is a science man with danny devito and they've been working on this drug that can help um, you know, infertile in, in people um, to have children, or people who are having difficulty having children to have children. Um, they're about to have their funding cut, and so as a last ditch effort to test out their their drug, um, Arnie <laughs> injects himself with an embryo and takes the drug. Um, to to see see how he gets on
1: after much convincing from Danny DeVito. Yeah, Danny who has DeVito has to follow him to an airport and get on a plane with him.
0: He's basically haranguing him, saying, "Go on, do it, mate. Let's. What, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, um, we'll and, do it
1: with or without the FDA FDA's approval. So it's definitely legit, legal, <laughs> and ethical.
0: It's definitely ethical. Um, because after uh,
1: all, it's all about ethics in medical science, isn't it? It's All
0: about ethics in medical journalism, actually. Um. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, they um, he gets pregnant, and then the whole movie is about him having the kid. That he's only supposed to be doing it for a short amount of time, but then he decides, you know what, I'm going to carry this child to to completion. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and hijinks ensue. Um, so actually, in terms of comparisons to previous movies that we've talked about, a lot of the story beats are similar to <laughs> David Cronenberg's The Fly. <laughs> yes, um, and this this could be a great a great body horror. Uh, movie (laughs) um if if it was handled in a in a wrong way and i was thinking you know this movie is a terrible premise but it still kind of works and i kind of enjoyed watching it yeah um in anybody else's hands uh, you know this this is this is um this is lightning in a bottle, this movie. Anybody else handling this, a different cast, a different director, a different script, a different era of filmmaking, this would be a complete horror show. Um, I was Michael thinking Bays
1: about... Michael Bay's
0: Jr. Michael Bay's Jr. or American Pie era comedy with the with oh, right. Jr. Yeah. Think about Apatow's all... Jr. Yeah, yeah, think about all the transphobia, the sexism that would happen in a movie like that. Yeah. Um, Instead, you get this this light-hearted family comedy where Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant and genuinely nowhere near as offensive as I thought it was going to be. It's not that funny. No. But it has heart. And that... Maybe it's just my brain has been warped by all of the terrible movies that you've made me watch. Over <laughs> also, the years it's it's of this my fault podcast. that this movie has heart. Um, but maybe I've just become resistant to truly awful films. And maybe this movie is truly awful, but actually it it's got its positives. It's just got its positives.
1: Yeah, I, I think I felt much the same about it. I was expecting it to be to be terrible and as you say to be to be offensive and to be really, really dated. So maybe yeah, as you said, went in with low expectations and was pleasantly surprised. But you're right, it does have heart. I mean about half of the movie is Arnie crying and saying, I want my baby.
0: <laughs> it's just him going, I want my baby. Yeah. It's um, hard not
1: to not to be moved by that, isn't it? Yeah.
0: And and Arnie Arnie in this role is just inherently funny because he gets introduced wearing a sweater vest. Arnold Schwarzenegger should never wear a sweater vest. They put instantly. glasses on
1: him to make him a science man.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he he, he he's, he's there in a sweater vest and glasses as if to say, I'm a scientist now. Um, instantly hilarious. Um, talking about science as Arnold Schwarzenegger also instantly yeah. hilarious. He does a lot of science babble um Talk also about him... like
1: human tissue reactives and lots of stuff that is just completely bogus science
0: <laughs> yeah i mean this movie is based entirely on bogus science but who cares right you don't need to know the um, imagine if they did spend about a half an hour explaining you know how it creates a an artificial womb in the abdomen or, yeah, or yeah. something like that you it'd know? be so boring you, you you don't need to know that shit all you need to know is sci- science men have created <laughs> man baby um and and now it's in Arnold Schwarzenegger that's all you need yeah. to know
1: they um, they've put a baby in a cisgender man because they need to test a drug that's all it is
0: yeah that that's that's all it is that's all you need to know you don't need to know the ins and outs of how the baby gets nutrition yeah. um you know how it grows um you don't need to know you don't need to know any of that stuff um all you need to know is arnold schwarzenegger as a scientist and he is a better scientist than you
1: and they're testing it on chimps but it's okay because he he goes up to one of them and hugs him and says i will miss you most of all
0: (laughs) yes and um yeah they're testing it on chimps and danny DeVito gives the chimps a banana at one point you know this isn't um this isn't jeff goldblum in the fly putting one through uh the 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 teleportation device and it coming in inside out you know it's it's not that not 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 that horrible some um, of the
1: chimps have a bit have free reign at the lab don't they because there's yeah. one point where he asks to have a chat with emma thompson pulls her to one side and then they're all the people are all standing there and one of them is just like the chimp is just on the desk looking and then they all turn around and go away and the chimp just hops off
0: yeah yeah exactly the, chim- the of chimps the chimps are a, a, a supportive part of the science environment as they always should be um so so arnold schwarzenegger I mean, I think he was perfect for this movie. I think you couldn't imagine it with anyone else. Could no, you? no. Even even if you looked at other, um, other hard men of cinema from that era, Sylvester Stallone, it wouldn't work. Jean-Claude Van Damme, it wouldn't work.
1: What about Rutger the, Hauer?
0: Rutger Hauer, no, he could play, um, Danny DeVito's character. I yeah, think. he could be quite good in that role. Maybe um, with a shotgun. Yeah, baby with a shotgun. Um, The only person that I could see doing it to the same level as Arnold Schwarzenegger is Dolph Lundgren, um, yeah. because did you know that he is actually, in real life, a smart science man?
1: Oh, I did not know that. He
0: has a master's in chemical engineering. He is incredibly smart at the science. Good man. Um, so, I mean, if you're looking at real life buckaroo Banzai's, you've got Dolph Lundgren, um master's degree in chemical engineering also um a black belt in karate um of course <laughs> you know, uh, an action hero in movies like the punisher like masters of the universe universal soldier um, he's, the, he's, he's the genuine real deal and I think he could have been yeah. he could have actually had some genuine science intelligence to bring into this movie
1: and then sort of a couple of rungs down from that you have the front man of the offspring who has a, micro, a PhD in microbiology
0: yeah, so so in fact, maybe they could, maybe they could have redone this movie in in a Bizarro world that also has a movie called Junior. It's the front man of the Offspring in the Danny DeVito role, and then it's Dolph Lundgren in the Arnold Schwarzenegger role. Yeah, and, and I they watch cast that people. Film. I I mean, I would watch that movie. I'm still directed by Ivan Reitman because I can't imagine anyone else, um, no. anyone else doing this. And uh, I, Ivan Reitman worth pointing out, you know great director of of many great movies um great
1: producer I, of many great movies including yes, beethoven yeah
0: <laughs> including beethoven um but yeah you know um he did he did junior um he did kindergarten cop he did twins yeah. so the three big arnold schwarzenegger comedies were all by him but obviously you know ghostbusters um is is the big thing that you think of with him directing and e- evolution as well do you remember evolution yeah yeah um i th- think is that a shit piece
1: i'd say that potential a shit, shit, piece. shit piece.
0: yeah i think i think that goes into shit piece territory
1: i'd have to watch it again to be sure yeah yeah
0: um but uh but yeah you know he, he he's produced a load of a load of other stuff as well um animal you know, house I mean, Really successful producer. Yeah,
1: exactly. Also, Space Jam though. I don't think we've talked about this. I texted you about this. We watched the original Space Jam the other day. It's horrendous. (laughs) It's absolutely (laughs) awful. And the only reason anyone likes it is because of nostalgia. Because you watched it when you were a child. It is horrendous. I mean, visually awful. It's a weird story that doesn't really go anywhere. And it's just a bunch of really odd set pieces. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. And I don't think I ever saw it when I was a kid. I was like vaguely aware of it and might have sort of seen half of it on TV once. So I don't have that nostalgia for it. And without that nostalgic lens, I can tell you, it stinks.
0: <laughs> so I... I'm, well, I'm going to
1: get so much hate for this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Can- cancel Paddy over his Space Jam, hey. um, I, I don't remember liking it very much when i was a kid i remember watching it when i was younger because every, everyone apart from you did um when they were x years old when did it come out like 95 something 96 like that? 96 so yeah i was i was seven or eight years old um and yeah ev- ev- everybody watched it but i remember thinking eh, this is all right it's got bugs bunny in it um i can't imagine ever going up and, and, and watching it again Now, I mean,
1: it's and I should love it because it's got like a whole running thing about Michael Jordan and his baseball career and all that stuff, which I love. I love, I respect Michael Jordan, but it's just really odd in the worst possible way.
0: Um, I I imagine you probably haven't found the time to watch it, but I sent you a link to the video Space Jam 2 is a Lie (laughs) by a YouTuber called Super Eye Patch Wolf. I haven't Um, watched that, though, and (laughs) genuinely one of the funniest um things on the internet at the moment put it put it in the show notes i'll put that um, in the notes he's this guy who does really really earnest reviews of things like anime um and stuff like that and actually he's a really big wrestling fan which is really interesting given up what we were talking about last week um but he he does this video where it starts off as though you're thinking you're, you're thinking okay this is a really earnest look at why space jam 2 that's the space that's out isn't uh, the real Space Jam 2. And then it takes a severe left turn into this very bizarre comedy. Um, and yeah, I highly recommend that you all watch it. It's extremely funny. Um, yeah, and if you if you like Michael Jordan, I think you'll like that video. Um, but yeah, Space Jam, I can't imagine that it's good, man. I I, I I have much respect for you for watching it, but I don't think I could, I could bring myself to, to watch it again.
1: No, it's... Really, genuinely something of a harrowing experience. But <laughs> Ivan Reitman expect. also had some involvement in the production of Eurotrip. So
0: oh, okay. I mean, that does unpack we'll all him. of his good work. <laughs> Hashtag cancel Ivan Reitman. Because um, th- there are genuine reasons to cancel Ivan Reitman. Are there? Um, yeah, well, wasn't he involved in. And there's something here of someone else. Wasn't he involved in the. Um, uh, what's it movie? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Um, the, they made the, a movie
1: of what's it? The, the Crisp?
0: <laughs> the Twilight Zone movie was that? Wasn't that Ivan Reitman, or was that somebody else?
1: Twilight Zone movie. I don't know anything about that. I'm not seeing it on his filmography here.
0: Maybe, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. What's wrong with the Twilight Zone movie? Oh, I think I'm thinking of. Um, am I thinking of John Landis? Maybe I might be thinking of John Landis. Oh, yeah. I always get those two mixed up. Um so Twilight Zone movie, um people died while during the making of it. Oh, and shit. a lot of it was potentially down to irresponsible behaviour from um from from uh, John Landis. So yeah, no, okay, we won't cancel <laughs> we won't cancel Ivan Reitman. Um uh yeah, we we won't cancel Ivan Reitman, then. He's fine. He's fine. Um apart from Eurotrip.
1: Yep, and Space Jam. <laughs>
0: Space Jam um yeah no uh yeah Tw- twilight zone the movie from the 80s uh read up on the on the production of that it's very interesting and very harrowing um but uh but yeah no ivan Ryman was not involved in that i apologize wholeheartedly to, to ivan Ryman. sorry ivan for suggesting that you were involved in that but i always get those two mixed up um john landis and ivan Ryman.
1: i mean he appears also to have had some involvement in a film called hotel for dogs I don't know. This might be my ideal film. There's not just one dog on the poster. There's about twelve dogs on it.
0: I was going to say. I I thought that would be your your ideal thing.
1: <laughs> no stray gets turned away is the <laughs> <laughs> title. The um slogan.
0: I mean, yeah. Surely that's your that's your ideal movie. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's a Nickel- It's a Nickelodeon film. It's, oh, oh perfect, it's got te- teen orphans. One of them is Emma Roberts. Okay, sold.
0: Is it animated?
1: No, no. This is a live action genuine, film.
0: Genuine dogs. Yeah,
1: genuine dogs.
0: I mean, that, that sounds pretty damn good.
1: Hotel for Dogs, 2009. We'll get around to
0: it. Oh, yeah, it is. It's Tiny Emma Roberts. Yeah. And Lisa Kudrow. Oh. Um, Did you see the news, by the way? that Ross and Rachel may be dating in real life.
1: I, I have heard this. You know, and Another thing that people have nostalgia for that sucks is Friends. I'm just <laughs> going to say that as well. <laughs> this is going to be our final episode after this. So we're going to get so much hate we're going to have to shut down. But Friends was okay at the time. If you watch a lot of it now, it really doesn't look good. It has aged very, very poorly and the nostalgia for it i think is misplaced there are much better shows now and much better shows from that time like get over it
0: are you're gonna say that seinfeld's better than friends aren't you of
1: course it is it's a
0: thousand times better i than would friends. i would argue that seinfeld is incredibly overrated i'm not a, i'm not a massive fan of friends you know i'm not one of those people that thinks oh my god it's the greatest show ever made. you've
1: only got one friend anyway that's me <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's my cat you're my enemy friend oh yeah frenemy
1: frenemy yeah um, like that Tommy Wiseau film I've not seen
0: <laughs> exactly exactly um I, th- I think friends it was a uh, it was a comfort watch at the time that it was on it was a it was the the television equivalent of candy floss where you could come in have a moderately good time and you could enjoy the goings-on of six white people in New York yeah um <laughs> However, I, it, it hasn't aged well, and a lot of that is to do with the fact that it's old. Um, you know, there there's some very outdated comedy in there, which I think the, the people involved have said, you know, yeah, this is this is unacceptable. Yeah. Um, which which is fair enough, you know, they've held up their hands, they're not some of these people that have gone up you know, not like The Simpsons going, Oh yeah, we don't need to worry about what we did in the past. At least Eesh, they, yeah. they've they've kind of put their hands up to it. Um so uh, so I don't get the hate for friends and I also don't get the super love for it, apart from like you said, the nostalgia thing. But Seinfeld Seinfeld, yeah, it might be influential, but it's still fucking boring now. <laughs> so fucking boring now. Like, like what, what? why would you watch Seinfeld when It's Always Sunny exists, which does everything that Seinfeld is supposed to do apart no. from it actually does it and it's much funnier?
1: Seinfeld is, is... They're not trying to do the same thing at all. Seinfeld is deliberately boring. That's the point of it. It's a show about nothing. It's supposed to be about the kind of those minutiae of life and those kind of small things that make people people and the things that intrigue you about other people. Seinfeld is a character driven show. And so is it's always funny. It, but-, but
0: if it's a character driven show, maybe they should have made some actual characters.
1: <laughs> but that's that's kind of the point of it as well. It's- yeah,
0: it, it exactly. It's it's the it's it's the office but without the testicles to make it without a laughter track. <laughs> is what it is. Seinfeld is fine. It is a fine comedy show that has also aged poorly and it's i don't it's like, think it's
1: aged well but i still really like it and i still have a lot of time for it and i I didn't watch it around the time i sort of came to it a bit later as sort of checking it out and like so i don't necessarily have nostalgia for it um but yeah i i, I really enjoy it
0: it's it's rubbish paddy i'm afraid <laughs> it's truly truly boring and it might have tried to be boring but that doesn't stop the fact that it is boring
1: and it gave us festivus you know about festivus oh right? i oh,
0: festivus <laughs> it's the festivus you, you hate
1: all fun and joy so i don't mean. hate
0: all fun and joy but festivus is it's the flying spaghetti monster again isn't it it's uh, what's the flying
1: spaghetti monster
0: flying spaghetti monster is the thing that atheists say about a fake god oh Festi- yeah festivus yeah, right. is the equivalent thing where it's like we can have a holiday but it's not about god it's like just do christmas christmas isn't a christian holiday really anyway no, you
1: still get yeah. Festivus. It's not an atheist thing at all. It's it's about celebrating... Um, it's like an anti-consumerist holiday. Pfft.
0: Consumerism's great. Yeah. Imagine Christmas without... Imagine Christmas without consumerism, without excess. How fucking boring would that be? You you wake up in the morning, you go, oh, I don't have any presents to open. Well, I, oh, I can, I can attest to a...
1: exactly what that feels like, because as a, a non a non-christian person you were probably never given an advent calendar that didn't have chocolate in it but just had doors that opened to like pictures <laughs> no, of I, jesus crap
0: i had i had those advent calendars did as well, you I'll have you know yeah yeah um yeah they, the most they are, disappointing thing in the world <laughs> they are considerably worse i mean the the best advent calendars are the ones that have little lego people in them oh hell yes um which are so good which i got one year as an adult and I'm not even ashamed so I can have a little no <laughs> Santa shame. Claus. A little Lego Santa Claus. Um I yeah, no is but, wicked. What, what is Christmas without consumerism? The two but things But you're still are,
1: allowed Christmas. You just have to have a separate festivus is a separate festival. It's, it's but, yeah.
0: But you Christmas isn't also isn't just consumerism. It's also about all of the stuff that Festivus is about. It's an entirely it's an entirely redundant thing, Festivus. Get out. Get out of my podcast. I'm done with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, now we've talked Um, about nostalgic things that are bad. Nobody really has nostalgia (laughs) for Junior, do they? So we don't have to go Um, down that road.
0: Can I just point out, I want to say one thing, one more thing about Seinfeld. Um, If you must. (laughs) Which is um, George George Costanza um, not you know not the funniest man in Seinfeld because as we've established Seinfeld is not a funny show that is the opinion of this podcast now um it's funny when he was on Twitter and was caught watching tentacle porn do you remember oh, this <laughs> back in the day on Twitter oh no where where he posted a screenshot of his um of his tabs on his on his internet browser and someone saw that one of them was called something like sexytentacles.com or something <laughs> like that oh no um, he's horny on main he was horny on main i'm afraid <laughs> yeah which was actually incredibly funny and if that happened in seinfeld i mean that would be that would be great
1: they could get a whole episode out of that for sure they,
0: they could have, they could have done they could have done john seinfeld which i believe is the main character yeah, no, it.
1: it's, it's jack oh, man jack i was making B- movie a, seinfeld
0: I was making a joke and it turns out the joke is basically the show. For God's <laughs> sake. That's you've how got, it works. You've got Jack Seinfeld then and he gets caught watching tentacle porn. And he's like, you know, the thing about, oh, what what about... It's you like know, you post one screenshot food. and then
1: suddenly everyone's all up in your mentions. What's yeah, with that?
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh, what's all that about, eh? Cue laughter track and then someone walks into the room and and there's more laughter and cheering. And, and then the episode ends at yeah. Seinfeld. Pretty
1: much it. But you know this, <laughs> right, about like the, the Seinfeld bass.
0: It was all, yeah, it was all played by a fella. On a keyboard. Yes. Yeah,
1: and he with, would do it for, along to every single episode to ensure it was actually in time with the jokes and stuff.
0: Yes, which is which is very good. That at was same,
1: someone's job.
0: That's something, I mean, I'd love to have that job.
1: Yeah. That's my um, dream job.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Not I mean, as much be as good. being a
1: science man who gets pregnant, obviously. But
0: no, I mean that would be ideal. Would you? This is a question as a as a father. Would you have carried a child in your man womb?
1: Oh, if I got the opportunity, sure, I'd love to.
0: You would be the the um, seahorse.
1: Yeah, I would a hundred percent be a seahorse, and like Danny DeVito, who at the end of the film, instead of doing that, runs into the sea. <laughs>
0: He's like, right, I'm giving up. I'm returning to the sea. Um, so Danny DeVito in this movie, I can't see Danny DeVito as anything other than Frank Reynolds. I know, At yeah. this point. I find it really difficult. Even um, though so he we, had this
1: whole career before that. and so many <laughs> iconic films that we love, career. like Death yeah. to Smoochie and Yeah, exactly. And uh,
0: you know, Ma- Matilda as well, a, a wonderful movie that he directed and starred. Yeah. Um, you know, he had this incredible career, but I can't see him as anyone else other than Frank Reynolds. So I was just thinking what's Frank's grift this time? Yeah. is he pretending to be a scientist? <laughs> um, but he's very funny in this. He's gruff. Um, he hates Aerosmith. Yeah, that um, was a
1: very, very funny and very 1994 move where he thinks that his his ex-wife, who he's like sort of getting back together with, but not really, and then they are. Um, it turns out they tried for ages to have a kid and they couldn't, and then she got pregnant by a member of Aerosmith. Or as yes, it turns out, it, it wasn't even a was, member of the band. It was,
0: yeah, it was uh, the... the physical therapist or a personal a trainer personal trainer that's right i was thinking why would they need a physiotherapist but uh yeah <laughs> the personal trainer there's a very um,
1: good moment where it just cuts to like a picture of stephen tyler and you're like oh stephen tyler and then he's throwing darts at <laughs> see in dart <laughs> go
0: into his face it's great um but yeah he he's very funny in this it's very weird seeing danny DeVito talking to arnold schwarzenegger about his jizz which is a yeah. genuine scene that happens in this movie <laughs> Um, but he's very funny. He has this kind of wheeling, dealing science thing going on that the scientists in this movie are kind of similar to the ones in um ghostbusters actually because in ghostbusters the the sort of villain that casts them out is a member of the university and, and the university is stuffy and manipulative and here again the university is stuffy and manipulative and you and exploiting these people which which uh you know universities would never do in real life they would never exploit the people whose brains are actually making them um progress yeah it never happens you know universities the most ethical places yeah um,
1: they're not like hiring people on zero hours contracts or whatever people aren't working for you know three or four universities at a time just to pay their rent you know
0: yeah none of that happens universities obviously the, the the pride and joy of, of of the world um academia is not an incredibly predatory place full of weird assholes yeah um the reason
1: i'm not no longer in academia is just because you know that just didn't really feel like it It just
0: didn't feel like yeah. it, you know, it. you know you know you could have struggled to feed yourself on no money um, but do it for the love you know you've got to do it for the love yeah you've got to make money lots of money for these institutions for the love that's what academia is all about um so it's quite nice seeing a movie that like ghostbusters does that kind of does show up these stuffy places um and where there's like so... an
1: evil dean who's like kind of the villain <laughs> yeah. but not really but he is and then he yeah. gets yeah he gets very much gets his comeuppance doesn't he
0: he he does yeah he gets his comeuppance which is good to see an evil and creep who you know,
1: like just walks into their house and starts creeping around <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly he goes into their bedrooms like a proper like a real mem- senior member of a university faculty um it um but yeah i i don't necessarily agree that the plot is resolved by selling the 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 the, the medicine for a load of money to a dodgy pharma company yeah. <laughs> which is what happens here don't necessarily agree with that i would have loved it if they just released it for free released you know how to make uh, I've forgotten what they call it. It's got a really silly name. Yeah.
1: Um Evantravine or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um But yeah, it's yeah. always
1: it's a big pharma conspiracy film, really, isn't it?
0: Yes, <laughs> it really is. Um like, what was
1: that one that we watched that was rubbish? Love and Other Drugs.
0: Love and Other Drugs, yeah. It's like
1: that, but with Arnie
0: Yeah, yeah. Saying exactly he wants it. his baby. Um but but there 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 are some very funny moments in it. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger teaches us the German word for an erection. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is great. I think he calls it a Steifen. Yeah, a Steifen, Steifen, something like I'll that. I'll have to, I'll have to check and see if this is the real German word for an erection because that is something I'll definitely be able to make use of in the future at some point.
1: You know um, what's very very funny in this film is that Emma Thompson is clumsy.
0: Yeah, Emma Thompson falls over. You know, you, you don't get a lot of physical comedy in this movie, a lot less than you imagine you would do. And all of it comes from Emma Thompson accidentally throwing bits of lobster at people, having um, t- tissue paper stuck to her shoes during a dance. Having someone roller skate past her and
1: falling over for no reason. Yes,
0: yeah. Um, Emma Thompson, maybe not her best role in her very esteemed career. It's not the most I developed character, is say. it? No, I do like that they kind of reversed the the father and mother dynamic with her, which obviously had to happen as part of the the, the plot. But
1: yeah, because if you have a competent mother, you've got to have an in, an incompetent dad. That's how that's how it works.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. That's how that's how it works in real life.
1: Um, All dads, you know, don't know what they're doing, as we took, we found out last week in Bridget Jones's Baby. Yeah, th- dads, dads don't. Got, know. They haven't got a clue. Got no dads idea. Are just
0: dads. They don't know. And in this movie. Mum don't know. Yeah, she's all like, "Oh, I better fall over. <laughs> I better, <laughs> better, better you know, slip
1: it, on a banana skin."
0: But it, but it is nice that there's a couple having a baby in this movie, and the the mother is able to have shellfish. <clears throat> you know that that's yeah. that's good. Um, although you do see Arnold Schwarzenegger eating shellfish as well, and I do wonder. Yeah, <laughs> you know, where's the how drug much, for that? How much rare meat has he been eating? Um, stuff like that. Has he been drinking? Um, you never know. Um, but yeah, (laughs) her character's not great. At one point, she also admits that she used to love her cousin,
1: yeah, uh, and he was a large man,
0: which is weird not the large man bit, but the fact that it was it was her cousin, yeah. Um, and whilst we're on the subject of Emma Thompson, um, do you remember when people at you or at our university got really angry with her because she said that XT University was racist, yeah? (laughs) Um that was weird, wasn't it? Because yeah, was Exeter University thing. was incredibly racist. Yeah. Um, sorry if this upsets anyone. We went to university with, but you're wrong. You were wrong then, and you're wrong now. I remember pe- seeing people wearing blackface for God's sake.
1: Yeah. Um, for like university events and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This it was not a it was not a safe and comforting environment for people who weren't white cis hair. No, and um, she
1: and she actually called that out in a very polite and measured way.
0: Yeah, she did because her her, her adopted son went to extra university and told her that she that he didn't feel comfortable. Yeah, um, and and she said, yeah, you know, it's. It, I think she said it would be the perfect place for the bmp or something like that which to be honest is completely true <laughs> it was completely true i don't know if it's changed since then but when we went there yeah I, I think people with those kind of views would have quite happily gone to Exeter university yeah um but yeah i remember people getting very angry with her back then and i i, I seem to remember that the, the president of the politics society wrote a piece in the guardian or something like that mm-hmm. about how she was wrong it's like no piss off take take the criticism and accept it, and use that to better yourselves. Yeah. Um, so Emma Thompson, we like you. You were completely right about our university. Who, by the way, I've ne- have you ever given any money to any of them? Oh, of course I have emails. <laughs> I get them like every week, saying, "Would you like to give us more money?" <laughs> no, fuck but off. You
1: you've had enough of it.
0: You've got <laughs> plenty you. of our money, you scumbags. Get out. Um, yeah, I, I've not been back to Exeter in
1: no I haven't either
0: god when, I, I went about a year or two after we finished and I've not been back since and I'd, I'd be vaguely interested to visit at some point just to go back to the city yeah I've still got but,
1: friends there and like we go to see my family in North Devon occasionally and always kind of drive past it but we never have time to stop
0: but, but like I don't feel a, a burning desire to, to be like oh I've got to go back to the uni look there's no. the boring club there's, there's, when we there's do the,
1: the Big Boys Don't Cry live tour, we'll have to go back and play the we'll Great Hall. We'll go back
0: and, and we'll go, hey, Exeter, you're still racist. <laughs> and then we'll, <laughs> we'll get
1: booed. We'll get booed off. Um,
0: but yeah, so Emma Thompson, we stand, Established in this movie that she likes sausage rolls and that Arnie likes sausage rolls as yeah. well. And two I think this is the same
1: though. year as The Remains of the Day, which is an iconic oh, performance. Oh, really? I wow. Yeah. If not, only within a year or two of it, surely
0: let's 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 confirm that um i mean yeah i mean what more could you ask for from one year than to be in remains of the day uh, remains of the day was the year before um, right okay but uh, yeah she, she is of course and uh, we should watch it at some point she's in cruella as well isn't she yeah the
1: ridiculous she, she... <laughs> tv series where it turns out the reason cruella didn't oh, is movie. Evil, because a, movie. was because her mum was a Her mum was mauled to death by Dalmatians.
0: (laughs) Yeah, her 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 (laughs) mum got knocked off a cliff by Dalmatians. Or knocked off a cliff on her by by Emma Thompson's Baroness, who is somehow worse (laughs) than Cruella Deville. It is ridiculous. Um, She's going to be, interestingly enough, um, I do believe she's going to be in a new Matilda um, Ah, adaptation where she's going to be Miss Trunchbull. All right, um, which which could be could be quite interesting. But yeah, it's, uh, which obviously, you know, Danny DeVito directed the the Mm -hmm. adaptation from the 90s. Um, So uh, yeah, so that could be, that could be, uh, that could be interesting. But yeah, I think, I think she's, I think she's good, Emma Thompson. She's been in a lot of stuff that I think is very, very good. Um, And some stuff that's not, (laughs) but but even when she's in stuff where it's not good, um, like Beauty and the Beast 2017, I might add, or Bridget James's baby. Um,
1: You you just need to leave Beauty and the Beast (laughs) 2017 alone now. You've had your fun.
0: (laughs) I will never leave it alone. Um, She's still got energy and charisma.
1: Um, You've had a pop at that. You've had a pop at Seinfeld. (laughs) What's going to come next?
0: Um, And I can point out that she is in uh, Stranger Than Fiction, which is a movie I absolutely adore. That's Um, a great
1: film. Have we talked about that?
0: I don't think we have. No, we
1: need to talk about that. Yeah, we
0: really do because she she's the writer, isn't she? Yes, of of the character.
1: Um, And Will Ferrell is a sort of semi serious role.
0: Yeah, it's 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 not a typical Will Ferrell
1: film. It's not Holmes and Watson.
0: No, no, (laughs) just another movie we need to watch at some point. Um, But uh, but yeah, it's um, yeah that's it's a great movie. We really do need to we need to we need to watch that at some point. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I like, um, I like Emma Thompson a lot. I, I, she always brings something to a role. And even though her character in junior is not the most fully fleshed, it's still enjoyable because she's enjoyable.
1: And you, you said that this film has heart and her performance brings a lot of warmth. I think it's a really, really nice performance and it adds to that heart, I think. So despite yeah. the fact the character is yeah. not very well written, you believe her performance and you buy into it because it's done with warmth.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. So um so you know it, it, it all wraps up around that that very sort of warm heartwarming feel to this movie and it all works rather well. Um you know that there's certain scenes that really stand out. So you know um th- when when Arnold Schwarzenegger is dressed in a dress and a wig and is it the, the 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 mothers retreat at the end of the movie there there's this scene where they talk about how some people the idea that some people just have a maternal instinct and some don't is a lie. Yeah. And and that's a really progressive, really positive message to put in a movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant. You know, yeah. um, the idea that some people are born to be mothers is not true. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, people can change and, you know, you don't, you don't have to be a mother, but equally you don't have to not be a mother. People can, can have that. They can learn that maternal instinct and people can, can be good mothers even if they're or or good parents as a whole even if they don't necessarily think that they're 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 right for that and that discourse Um,
1: you know there is you know that there's so much of that discourse around motherhood but not around fatherhood as well
0: yeah yeah exactly um, and you know and when so, he's
1: he's in the dress and he goes to the kind of the women's retreat, there's no kind of mean spirited humour about that. Oh, ha ha! He's in a dress. It doesn't do that, does it?
0: No, no, it doesn't. The the only humour comes from it being Arnold Schwarzenegger rather than it being a man. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's. <laughs> It's such an interesting film, this. I did not expect this film to be that this interesting. No. But actually, there's a lot of complexity and interesting ideas. You've got Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, deadpan, with heart, my body, my choice. Yeah, I love that which is brilliant you know i don't know how he ended up as a republican other than not wanting to pay tax yeah. I, that must be the only yes. thing because you know when you see the rest of his sort of his political ideas these days it's very much more left-wing than what the republican party is. yeah he
1: was in the news today having a pop vax anti-vaxxers wasn't yeah he?
0: yeah yeah exactly he was saying you know your your freedom does not uh override the freedom of other people to be healthy and stuff like that so, yeah, yeah fair play you know, maybe it's a low bar to suggest that people shouldn't deliberately spread a dangerous disease just because they want to show up the cuck president or whatever the <laughs> hell they're thinking. <laughs> um, but um, for but, yeah, Beijing Biden, yeah, but um, but yeah, it's it's you know. <laughs> at least someone's standing up to it but this movie's not perfect you know it it does feel dated in places um you know something about it is odd Tonally, there's
1: something odd about it that you can't put your finger on but you don't really mind because it has that kind of heart and there's a there's a strange warmth to it that carries it
0: yeah yeah and and you know i'm i'm aware that we're we're we we've talked at length about this movie and we've not brought up the most important cultural legacy of this film which is the creepy Arnold Schwarzenegger CGI baby yeah. dream sequence Um, (laughs) That's going to replace the whale in my nightmares. So he has this dream where he gets handed the baby that he's given birth to and it's got his awful CGI face imprinted on it as the baby goes, Mama! Mama! And starts screaming. It's genuinely horrifying. It's horrendous. Um, I've taken a screenshot of it and I guarantee you, Paddy, I'm going to send that to you when you least expect it. Just every so often you're going to get creepy arnie cgi baby in your inbox i'm so happy (laughs) but um but yeah is, is there anything else you wanted to say about uh about junior
1: um i don't think so no just that um when there's a bit where him and emma thompson are sort of apart because she finds out that it's her embryo um her egg sorry that they used to to fertilize um And to put inside him, they sort of drift apart and they have some kind of emotional 90s pop music over a montage of them looking sad. And I appreciated that.
0: Yes, yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I I appreciated that as well. Um, I've got a little bit of uh, trivia for you. Um, So Brian Levant was initially chosen to be the director, but Arnold Schwarzenegger refused to star in the movie unless Ivan Reitman did it. Um oh, okay. He he did go on to work with Brian Levant because he did Jingle All the Way. Um, the the least good of the Arnold Schwarzenegger comedy movies, probably. Um, but you know, he did do Beethoven, of course. Yep. Um My fave. Which, is, uh, <laughs> which is great. He also did Snow Dogs, he did lots of lots of dog movies. Um and did Problem Child 2. Do you remember Problem Child?
1: Uh I have only the vaguest recollection
0: um John John Ritter adopts a kid and the kid is the worst kid in the world a kid called Junior i might add um and of, of course Brian Levant's lasting legacy is that he was the producer on Puczynski, the, oh, the the iconic the, the talking police bulldog show that never made it past um <laughs> past its pilot um, that it should have it's should've a crime been. that that, that didn't happen I know I know um, apart from that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger actually was was vaguely dedicated when it came to learning his role which I think does show in his final performance so he spent time in an obstetrician's waiting rooms to learning how uh, to learn how pregnant women behave um, and he wore a pregnancy suit before filming his scenes to get more in touch with his character as well so he actually did kind of a lot of a lot of work to 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 be in the role which i think is really good um less good is that apparently an early cut of this movie ended with an abortion scene uh which was deemed too politically sensitive so they reshot the end uh i think that was probably the right idea yeah. um i can't imagine <laughs> kind of
1: ruins that. the the whole heart thing doesn't it the warmth of it that carries the <laughs> yeah, film. exactly
0: exactly um uh, and, and out of all of the movies that Ivan Reitman made with Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he cited this movie as not his best, but his favourite. Um, which I don't agree with it being my favourite. I think, um, you know, Kindergarten Cop is a, is a guilty pleasure of mine. I think that's a genuinely a wonderful film. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's hard to top that. But this is a <laughs> much better movie than I remember. Uh, and that yeah. I was expecting. This is far better than I was expecting it to be.
1: Me too. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say exactly the same. It, it's fun and warm and strange, and I think it's it's worth watching, especially if you haven't seen it in a while or if you've never seen it. It's it is worth your time. You will be, I think, be pleasantly surprised by it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, ge- I genuinely was. Um. So in terms of ranking, uh, how many times did. You shout, "I want my baby!" at Danny DeVito <laughs> in the waiting room of a doctor's.
1: <laughs> um, let's see. I I shouted it fifteen times. I was very intense. Oh wow! Fifteen yeah. times.
0: Um, I'll go just one lower. I'll go fourteen times. Um, you know, this this movie's not perfect. It's aged in a few ways, but yeah. it's surprisingly progressive given the subject matter and what you'd expect from a film like this.
1: And I think that um, high high rating is related to having gone in with low expectations. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's a lot better than than I thought it was going to be and actually there's a lot of heart to this movie. Yeah. A surprising amount of heart.
1: I was just at the bottom of the the Wikipedia page for it and it says see also Um, rabbit test 1978 a comedy with a similar premise starring billy crystal did you know about this
0: (laughs) i did not
1: this is apparently the only film that joan rivers ever directed
0: Uh, that bodes well it looks
1: Um, absolutely awful just i'm just mentioning it as a curio i don't know if we need to watch
0: this um roger ebert rated the film one star out of four and wrote that it is not a funny movie, it really isn't, it's jammed from mortal with eccentric characters and throwaway one-liners and would-be-funny signs, and it's just not funny. I know it's not because I would have <laughs> laughed if it had been. <laughs> um Sometimes Gene Siskel, I love
1: rogery, e, but, but you know I, I haven't forgiven him for giving Garden State a positive review. <laughs>
0: Um, Gene Siskel said uh, a trivial and tasteless little movie is nothing more than a series of tired ethnic insults and vulgar sex jokes oh good Um, sounds like a must, sounds like the Um, Uh, anti-junior
1: well that's a film that exists
0: it it was clearly hated by critics Um, I've never heard of it before Uh, apparently it was a box office hit but it only made 12, oh, no, it made $12 million its first four months of its release. Um, but, yeah, I don't imagine we probably, <laughs> probably don't need to watch this movie, do we? No,
1: I, I do not think we do.
0: But speaking of movies to watch, um, what are we watching next?
1: Oh, is it is it My Choice?
0: Yeah, so, so we ended up doing Junior as My Choice. Um, there were some Netflix movies that have come up recently, um, that, that I was going to pick before we made a collective decision to watch Junior. Um, so we can, we can go ahead with one of those if you prefer. Um, or is there anything that you've got a real burning passion t- to watch?
1: Um, not necessarily, no. But I was thinking about the remains of the date, um, having had that kind of Emma Thompson moment. Um, and I thought it'd be a nice palate cleanser, something very, very different to a lot of the stuff we've talked about recently. So how do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, no, that works perfectly fine for me. We've actually now turned this into an Emma Thompson month. Yeah, uh, so in, we have. Inadvertently. <laughs> um, yeah, based on the Kazuo Shiguro novel, isn't it?
1: Yeah, um, which is one of my all-time favourite novels.
0: Which I think I've read.
1: It's I've the one about I've the butler.
0: Read. It's the butler, the butler who kills people. Sad butler is sad. No, that's Downton Abbey. <laughs> Does the butler kill people in Downton Abbey?
1: Probably, I don't know, I've not seen it. Uh, yeah, I, I saw the first few and then got bored. Damn. Shall we make this Emma Thompson month then, just as a <laughs> as a thing? <laughs> what as oh, so we I love suppose, a themed month?
0: I, I, I suppose we could do. Um, we don't we, need to we, add one more film. We could do that. Stranger Than Fiction, couldn't we? Yes.
1: All right. There you go. This <laughs> week um, remains of the day. Week after Stranger Than Fiction, all done.
0: So so half of <laughs> or, or the end of. Um, no, 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 but the first one we did was in, in August, wasn't yeah. it? So August is Emma Thompson month. Okay, that this was definitely a plan, everyone. Emma yep. Thompson month was always on the cards. For sure. Um <laughs> 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 No, I'm game i I'm going for that. That sounds great. That sounds great.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> And then we okay. get on to Timber, Where it's that that's spelled B W E T H
0: I was going to say E-M-B-E-R. is that, <laughs> that going to be Michael Bay or Beethoven <laughs> no, or Beethoven. a mixture of the both <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah Beethoven Beethoven month Beethoven's Beethoven second Beethoven's third and then all of the other rubbish ones that were made after those
0: <laughs> I didn't even realise there was a third one to be honest
1: yeah I haven't seen any any of them after the second one but there's like there's about ten of them
0: oh wow okay Obviously,
1: after the first two, it's none of the original cast or original dogs.
0: No, no. Yeah, I imagine not. But uh, yeah, oh, ex- exciting stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we could do Michael Bay if you want. Would that be better or worse than Sandloon? <laughs> <Is>
0: the- <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bay's got some good movies. Not all of his films are rubbish. No,
1: no, that's true. I think, I think we're a bit harsh on him, aren't we?
0: Yeah. You, you look at particularly his early stuff, like The Rock or... Um, What's the one where Stone Cold Steve Austin? <laughs> the one where it's uh, Nicolas Cage on a plane. Con Air. Con Air. Con Air is a great, great yeah, great, great, uh, great film. Um, so yeah, no, Michael Bay's Michael Bay's got some movies in him. They're not all they're not all terrible. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that would probably there'd probably be a better ratio of good movies. Um, yeah. If, if it was him, um, but anyway, right? Okay, shall we round out this episode?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of who else you could do. Someone that you like that we could round off. We could do a month of. Now that I've subjected you to Sandloon, <laughs> but you, you Paul, can take that Paul, one away.
0: Paul Verhoeven month, where we watch. Um, uh. <laughs> we we watch uh, RoboCop. Um, we watch. Um, Total Recall. We watch uh, Starship Troopers, (laughs) and we could go for Showgirls, the notorious flop. For that one, we do
1: actually need to talk about at some point, don't we? We
0: do, we do. Yeah, it's a movie that's become a guilty pleasure of people and become one of those so bad it's good films. Yeah. Um, but initially led to the it led to the destruction of um, what's the production company? the The production house that made it, it 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 made that and it made Cutthroat Island and between the two, it sank the entire company. Mm. Um, uh, I can't remember. Carol, was it Carolco Pictures? I don't know. Um, I think it might have been. Yeah, they did, they did those two back to back, and it just sunk them. Um, I think. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry. Round out. I'll. I'll. I'll that we've done enough trivia today.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I think we've done plenty. We've covered <laughs> yeah. a lot of ground.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool.
1: Well, thanks a lot for listening in. We really, really appreciate it. And we hope you enjoyed, Junior, if you got to watch it. If you didn't, check it out. Well worth your time. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at BigBoysDon'tPod. You can email us, BigBoysDon'tCryPodcast at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And we will be back next week to talk about the remains of the day.
0: Alrighty, bye-bye. All right.
1: Bye.